Welcome to Unfolding Words. I'm your host, Antracia Moorings, and this is a weekly podcast that's dedicated to sharing biblical truth that offers life for your walk and life for your soul. This is episode 18, and we are moving right along. Today, I want to talk about the sneaky sin of unbelief and how it somehow manages to come into the life of a believer. Quite a few years ago, the Winans had a song called Lord, I believe. And the chorus said, Lord, I believe with your help. I'll see Lord, I believe help my unbelief. So it is possible to be a believer yet to struggle with unbelief. And that's our subject today. And if like the children of Israel, you wander around the wilderness, you will come face to face with your unbelief. It's one thing to see the sin of unbelief in someone else's life, but it's an altogether different thing when you see it in your life, taking hold of your faith. When I'm faced with unbelief, I wonder how, once again, I'm dealing with it. I believe in God. I believe that he's able to do wonders. I believe that he still parts red seas and raises the dead back to life. I am a believer and I'm great at believing great things for other people. But when it's my turn to walk on water, I often find myself the one that's like Peter on the verge of drowning. I recently got a call from a friend who had asked me to pray with her because she needed some emergency funds. So we prayed, we agreed by faith that the Lord would grant her request. A few days later, she called me back and said not only did she get the funds she needed, but she got extra. I was rejoicing with her, but I have to admit there was a small part of me that let out a sigh. Because I was like, I believe these great things for other people. Why don't they happen for me, Lord? Please don't tell me I'm the only one who deals with this. Raise your hand. I'll see it by faith. (laughs) So this happens over and over. I believe for others. But when it comes to me, it seems like my belief falls flat. I shake my head at the children of Israel, who time and time again had to struggle with the sin of unbelief. But then I do the same thing. It's crazy because I would have never imagined that unbelief would be my constant companion had the word of God not showed it to me. So I was reading the book of Deuteronomy when I saw that unbelief was staining my heart just as it had the children of Israel. Deuteronomy 1 verses 31 through 33 in the ESV said, And in the wilderness where you have seen how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son all the way that you went until you came to this place. Yet in spite of this word, you did not believe the Lord your God, who went before you in the way to seek you out a place to pitch your tents in a fire by night and in a cloud by day to show you by what way you should go. That you that Moses was referring to here were the unbelieving children of Israel who did not believe that God would bring them victory even though he delivered them out of Egypt and sustained them in the wilderness. Despite all God did, they simply did not believe him. He told them that he would go up and they would possess the land at once, that he would fight for them. He would subdue their enemies and he bestowed blessing upon blessing for them. But they just could not believe God, which was a great display of their unbelief. And this was the cause of many of them not entering into the promised land. 
Hebrews 3 and 19 in the ESV says, so we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. It was not any other sin that shut them out of Canaan except their disbelief of the promise which God was clearly capable of bringing about. Unbelief will ruin you because it is a sin against the remedy and therefore you're left without a remedy. So if God is the solution and you don't believe in the solution, there is no other recourse for you except for you, I guess, to believe in yourself, which is really no solution at all. Israel's sin could have been remedied by them simply trusting in a God who was clearly capable of delivering them. But their unbelief and doubt of God's love for them made them unable to trust God. We often think that it's really some other sin that hinders us from going on with the Lord. It's true that the Lord wants to deal with the sin in us and get it out of the way. But the way that happens is by deepening the relationship of love and trust in the Lord. Unbelief and lack of trust is the real enemy. Even partial faith is dangerous. You can have a considerable amount of belief in a divine promise, yet there may be one weak point, just like in the Old Testament. He that offends in one point offends in all. So if you couldn't uphold the whole law, then you did, you weren't upholding any of it. So faith is no stronger than its weakest point. You must not expect to walk in divine blessings if you walk with a crippled faith. And who else out there is saying ouch to that? It is possible for you to have a general faith in the inspiration of the scriptures, but encounter a strong doubt on a particular promise. You may believe in others praying, but have doubts about your own prayers. And I say amen to that sometimes. So you can have a general faith in Christian doctrine and be lacking in a particular faith with a, which applies that doctrine to actual life. We have to examine our entire faith every day to see which points are weak and to strengthen them with God's help. Just as God clearly did a work in the past for the children of Israel, he went before them. He's doing the same for me and for you too. But it's easy to look at what we thought were the days of ease in the past and let the struggles of our current situation drive us to unbelief. If God did it before, surely he can do it again. Scripture says, "Your the Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. With these words, Moses did his best to encourage the people. He called on them to specifically remember God's past faithfulness and to consider that he was able to give them victory in the promised land. Satan's goal is to do the opposite of whatever God is trying to build in us. God wants to build trust and faith in us. But Satan's goal is to make you forget what you should remember which is the past victories and miracles of God on your behalf. He also loves to make you remember what you should forget, namely your past sins. And as I was preparing for this, a song by Nicole Nordeman came to mind called Help Me Believe. And the lyrics say, take me back to the time when I was maybe eight or nine and I believed when Jesus walked on waters blue and if he helped me, I could too. If I believed before rationale, analysis and systematic thinking robbed me of a sweet simplicity when wonders and when mysteries were far less often silly dreams and childhood fantasies. Help me believe because I don't want to miss any miracles. Maybe I'd see much better by closing my eyes 
and I would shed this grown-up skin I'm in to touch an angel's wing, and I would be free. Help me believe. And it's so often that when we grow up, we lose that childlike faith that the Lord wants us to have. When we let circumstances um, cloud our faith with unbelief, and that just shouldn't be the case. So, Lord, my prayer often is, Lord, help me to believe because I don't want to miss any miracles. I don't want that sneaky sin of unbelief to become my default mode of operation. And it can become the way that we live out our lives, constantly wondering, is the Lord going to do this? Can I trust him for that? And that is no way to live for the Lord, walking in unbelief and doubt. That's not the way he wants us to walk before him. I'm discovering that the greatest threat to unbelief is trusting the fact that God is good all the time. Even even when we cannot see it in our current circumstance, God is working good for our good. In his goodness, he does good to and for me. In his goodness, he does good to and for you as well. Psalm 105 says, For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. So let us banish that unbelief by trusting in God, even when it seems hard. Trust him even when the circumstances say you're doing it wrong. The Lord is not working for you. We just have to keep walking in belief and ask the Lord for help. Like the lyrics say, Lord, help me believe because I don't want to miss any miracles. That's it for this week's episode. And you can always reach me on the blog at unfoldingwords.com. And again, if you are enjoying this episode, I would love it if you would share it on social media using the hashtag unfoldingwords and share it with a friend also so they can subscribe. Until next week, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.